So the things I talk about today will be about courage. It'll be in Matthew, and I'll be in Ephesians. But if you got your bulletin there, it'll tell you about the next two things coming up. Biggest Loser starts tomorrow. Uh, we weigh in between about 5 and about 6. So if you'd like to get involved in that, come on up. And then Wednesday, I start this prayer book. There's going to be three sessions. If you want to learn about prayer, show up from 6.30 to 7.30. Uh, it's going to be a great time, a great time to learn about prayer. Uh, if you don't have a prayer life, get one. Uh, if you got a, a prayer life now, you're going to get a better one. Um, I want you to know today that prayer changes things. Look at your neighbor and say that prayer changes things. Um you either got uh, you either got uh, faith or you got fear. You can't have both. And if you got faith, you got courage. If you got fear, you got discouragement. Uh, Ten sixteen in Matthew. Uh, this is actually a little scary, but I'll try to show you the the good and the bad side of it, Chuck, so you don't run out of here. Too fearful. Um, Jesus is talking and he says, Behold, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpent and innocent as doves. Let me tell you this just so you know your chance of making it in the world as a sheep doesn't exist, it just doesn't. The Bible depicts God's people as sheep. And the only way you survive uh, is through a shepherd. Out at my farm, there are a few surrounding farms around mine. And some of them uh, have sheep on them. At all these farms, they're connected in one way or another um, by some big white uh, Siberian sheepdogs. And they travel from one farm to another, miles and miles, and they sit in the middle of the herd. And their job is to make sure that no outside sources come and disrupt the sheep herd. And they travel for miles to go to these different farms out there. If they didn't have a sheep dog, they would end up all being uh, killed by local coyotes or ran off by something. Uh, that's your fate if you don't have Jesus as your shepherd. Um, and I got to let you know, he travels more than miles to protect you. He travels the whole world to make sure that his sheep herd is put together. Amen. I'm sending you out as sheep in the middle of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to the courts and flog you in their synagogues. Now I'm getting ready to take you down to Front Street about what's going on in our world today. So be ready for it. Uh, God said that this was going to happen, and it's happening. I told you if you watched my show on Wednesday, it's time for God's people to draw a line in the sand and quit giving up ground to the enemy. 
uh, quit running around like a bunch of scaredy cats and a bunch of ninnies. Um, because the, the devil will take all that you will give him. He's, he will deliver you over to the courts and flog you in their synagogues, and you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say. So you say, well, what are you talking about here? Let's look at the country of Australia right now. Ten years ago, it was a republic. Right now, listen carefully to me. It is 100% run by the state. Their church services are sanctioned by the state. You can't leave your house unless you got orders from the state. You can't go to the doctors unless you got permission from the state. And you can't be outside at night because at night they fly around in helicopters with thermal imaging. You ought to look at your neighbor and say, whoa. That's what happens when you give up ground to the enemy. And they're trying to do it in the United States of America. They're slow rolling it, but it's picked up speed. They're doing it now in a form called uh, mandates. That's what it is, mandates. They're mandating this. They're mandating that. They're mandating things for your kids at school. They're mandating things all over the place, and the Bible speaks of these things. Let me tell you something. We got to get courageous here today, church, and the church needs to wake up and smell the coffee. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you at that hour. For it is not you that speak, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. So this is the word of the Lord. Amen. So if I get drugged before the courts and, and I need to say something, I, first of all, my staff doesn't think I have a problem speaking anyway, so they said, you'll, you'll talk to a tree, so you're good. But it's not my words that you want to hear. It's, it's the word of God inside of me. Now, he doesn't love me any more than he loves you, so when it's time for you to speak on his behalf, he'll give you the words to flow out of your mouth. It's already, it's already uh, in you. All you got to do is be courageous enough to bring it out. And ask me, say, will I offend somebody? Look at me real close. Who cares? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. And, and raise your hand if you need a dose of courage, and we'll pray for that, because that's what this whole meeting's about. This is going to be a meeting about courage. Somebody's going to get strong in this place. Lord, we are absolutely done with it. Scare tactics. Uh, trickery, schemes, scams, uh, mandates. Uh, Lord God, we're not going to fall victim to it anymore. You've given us freedom in the United States. You've given us freedom through your son, Jesus. And I pray, Lord God, that you, that you help us overcome the power of the enemy. Uh, so, Lord, also today I would ask that you would show favor on our offering today. Uh, that all the offerings of 2022 uh, would be abundant uh, and then you would find it pleasing. 
uh, and we pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, so let the offering be picked up. Applaud the Lord before we get into the message. Go to Ephesians chapter 6. So this is definitely the most infamous um, story in, in Ephesus. Or, uh, yeah, in Ephesus. It's in uh, chapter 6, and um, it's called the armor of God. Now, we're not going to break down each part, but what we're going to do is learn about the, the courageous side of the, um, of the plan that God has for us as he speaks through the Apostle Paul. A couple of words that you're going to need to know. A scheme is a large-scale systematic plan. Courage is the ability to do something that frightens you. Perseverance is persistent, doing something despite the difficulty. You know, um, I think the enemy has conditioned us to think if it's difficult, we shouldn't be doing it. Some of the best things you'll ever do in your life are going to be difficult. I want to let you know that. Um, remember asking uh, a girl out for a first date or getting married or, or something like that or your first child that is born. All those things are, can be very difficult, but God, will, if you ask him, he will help you through all those things. Amen? Uh, and I do have a video uh, about being courageous uh, here in a minute, and you're going to love it. Last week I, I, I talked about it uh, from a cowboy's perspective, and this is, this is far different than that, but it's about courage. Um, and the Apostle Paul is telling you how you're going to have to dress up to go out there and face all these scary things in your life. He says, finally be strong in the Lord and in his strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against, say this with me, the schemes of the devil. Okay, what is a scheme? I told you the scheme is a large scale, a large systematic scale or a game plan. So the devil is constantly working 24-7. So I believe that the body of Christ should be working 24-7 as well. Amen. And, and we know how the devil's plans are. He works through, um, you know, legalizing this and legalizing that. And, and you have this and you have that. And you have all the social media and all these different things that are out there. He's scheming and scamming, trying to keep you and your family from church, from the Bible, through prayer meetings. And I told the church, um, last church service, and I've told you this before, a lot of times... And not you guys or anybody that's watching online, but like other people that go to other churches. We don't, we don't want to come to church. We, we go to football games. We go to Packer games. Packer games can have seven foot of snow. And, and, and the, whole, the whole stadium be full of snow. They don't even clean the stadium in, in Green Bay. Then you have to inherit a ticket. You can't buy one. You have to inherit it. And those people will come to those games in the snow. They find a way to get there. But somehow, when, when the weather changes, 
The devil schemes and scams. Help me out here, Terry. Uh, on us when, when the weather gets bad. If it rains, we can look out the window and like, you know what, it's raining. I don't feel like going around. Isn't it snowing? Is it supposed to snow tomorrow? Uh, and, and I don't know. And Maybe we ought to move the tent revival because it's too hot in the month of July. But it's the same people that will go down to a Cardinals game when it's 120 degrees, eat $8 hot dogs, and I'm, I'm not done, and drink $8 sodas, and it's not too hot then. Then they come home and brag about the tan that they got. Say scheme. But if you ask them to come to a tent revival, it's too hot. Maybe I need to sell $8 hot dogs and it'll change. Or not put the tent up. Am I making sense yet? Something, something's not right. I'm just trying to bring it up. And if it's, email me if I'm off. <laughs> Amen. And we, that's, that's a scheme. And it's a, it, what it is, is the, is the enemy's actually renting space up here, up in your mind. He's renting space up in your head. All right, finally, be strong in the Lord and in, my, in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the cosmic powers over this present darkness and against the spiritual forces and evil places. So let me tell you this just ahead of time before we go any further. Your battle isn't between your brother that's sitting next to you in the pew. You, you know, you may not like where he parked or anything like that. We get all that. That's horrible. I mean, it's like nothing worse than that. It's like, he took my spot. <laughs> but it's, it's the scheming and the conniving that he does in between a brother and a brother, a sister and a sister in Christ. If I'm, if I'm getting close, just talk back to me a little. Uh, and, 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 and he schemes and he twists everything. Or if somebody speeds by you and, you, and you're like, oh, man, I can't, believe he, uh, I can't believe he just sped by me and he's showing his IQ so you show it back. And then you pull into the same parking lot at church. Just say true. Here's what I want. I want a big grace cup. Because I have no idea what's going on in that dude's life. But, I mean, my life, I'm doing good. So shouldn't I be able to pour out a little grace? And I, and I told you, a grace cup is like a big gulp. Uh, you know, 32, 44 ounce size. Big gulp size. That when you need to dump out grace for that person, you've got something to pour out there. Because you don't know how bad they got it or if their mom's sick, their kids are sick or they're late for a job or whatever. And we need to show a little grace in that area because I don't know what's going to Probably they're reacting from some pain that's going on in their life. And talk back to me a little bit anyways. And it can be, uh, Mrs. Cope, it can be mental or spiritual or even physical. 
and, and, I, and I talked to some of my brothers this weekend, the three are all intertwined. You start taking care of the body and the, and the spirit man and your mental game, everything comes together pretty quickly, doesn't it? And, and you just all of a sudden you go, man, I didn't know how far out of balance I really was. Amen. Uh, let's go ahead and roll that video before I try to make sense out of the rest of this. It's all about courage, so be ready. I think that the people that are on, that are discovering how to unleash their greatness are people who have the mental resiliency yeah. and the courage to face failure, that you will fail your way to greatness, mm. that most people allow their fear of failure to outweigh their desire to succeed. When you're willing to fail again and again and again, when you make up your mind to become unstoppable, when you make up your mind to become a no matter what person, then that will then give birth to a part of yourself that you don't know right now. Do you have the courage to act outwardly on what you see inwardly? Or will you die a dreamer? Will you die on the verge and on the edge and in the land of coulda, woulda, and shoulda? I'm, I'm going to drop something on you. It takes courage to be successful. It is far easier not to be successful. Misery will always have company. Success breeds contempt. If you don't want to make waves, be mediocre. Be normal and fit in. And if you're more concerned about people than you are God, then neutralize everything he put in you. Just fit in with everybody else. Dress like them, walk like them, act like them, eat like them, go where they go, think like they think, do what they do. And once you neutralize your uniqueness, you don't need courage. It takes courage to be different. It takes courage to be exceptional. It takes courage to be wise. It takes courage to be rich. It takes courage to be educated. It takes courage to be knowledgeable. Because the moment you do it, you, you don't talk like, oh, you don't got, forgot where you came from. Look at you, talk to you. It takes courage. And I'm just wondering, in this weak, watered-down, mediocre society that we live in today, in this reality TV world we live in today, I'm wondering if there's anybody left that's got the courage to say, after all I've been through, and all my ancestors have been through, and all my parents have been through, I didn't come through all of that just to fit in with normalcy. I have the courage to go after my dream and stand for the Lord. It takes courage to get you outside of the box. It takes courage to be successful. It takes courage to win. People don't talk about people that don't win. If you win, they're going to talk about you. Do you have the courage to stand there though the storms keep raging and the people get to talking and you stand there and say, I've come too far to turn around? Do you have the courage?
You know where I want to live? Where people got to drop you off in a helicopter so you can do your hobby. I must not be on. You didn't hear me. That right there, that's gangster stuff. It's getting you to smile a little bit this morning, ain't it? Anybody in the church besides myself got a dream out there of any kind at all, just a tiny one maybe? Here's, here's what the message is about. We have got to quit giving in to fear. We have to quit giving in to lies from the enemy. We have to quit giving in to, uh, well, they said I couldn't do it, so I can't do it type of thing. Or, or I'm too old. Or I'm not tall enough. Or whatever the case may be. Here's the deal. As a Christian, you got the spirit of the living God living inside of you. And if... And if he's living inside of you, you can do it. I think about them when I was watching that video in the office. I was thinking about that. I, who, who dares? Who dares to do something like that where, where you got to carry a backpack on your back in case you start an avalanche and, avalanche and you got to get under a blanket or an oxygen tank or something until somebody comes and finds you? When's the last time you took any kind of a risk at all in this world now where we got padded playgrounds and bubble wrap this and all that? I want to talk to a church today that's been on a big steel slide somewhere. Big, I mean big old honking steel slide. Remember that? I mean, you could see yourself in that thing. We got everything padded and bubble wrapped now. Don't take that way. That's a dangerous way. Back when boys were boys and they was raised as such. I don't know. I, I think that we, we, better, we better get back on the, on the program. I think we better start following the Lord and start living our dreams. We're running out of time. How much grayer does my hair got to get before I start doing something? We're running out of time. And my prayer today is that each person in this church today get bold. Uh, and if you're not bold, I pray that you get it today. Amen. Um, I'll just, since we're already here, I'll just break it down what the Apostle Paul's talking about. Be ready for the schemes again and the courage and the perseverance. Uh, I, I, when I talk about being strong in the Lord, I'm not, I'm not asking you to muster up what you got. I see what you got in you. That's what got you to church. You ran out of your own power. That's why you came to church, because you needed a dose of the ghost, because out there's a rough world, and the politicians in Hollywood and didn't save your rear end. If it makes sense, you can clap in this church. Put on the full armor of God so you can withstand the devil's schemes. And we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against the rulers and against the authorities, uh, against the cosmic powers and over this present darkness. So you ain't, you ain't fighting 
with the person next to you. You're fighting with the influence that they have in their life from, from the evil one. And he'll try any way he can to get inside your house or get inside your head. One way or another, if he can't get through uh, from you, he'll try to get through from your spouse. If he can't get through your spouse, he'll try to get through with your children. Make sure that the, the children are dressed up in the armor of God. And if your kids ain't come back to God, keep praying, they will. I said keep praying for them, they will. We'll talk about praying in the spirit here in a minute too. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces, uh, uh, evil forces in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. He didn't say it might get evil. He said it is evil. Out there in the world, it is evil. We got a world right now that's calling bad good and good bad, vice and versa. Between right and wrong, they're not even arresting people over things anymore. The household that I grew up in, was there was definitely a right and wrong. And if you didn't toe the mark, you was in trouble for it. And if you're not teaching your kids right from wrong, you need to start doing it and quit being their friends. I'll preach the whole thing today. Um, stand, therefore, having fastened the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and the shoes for your feet, having on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Just say that with me, peace. peace. So I want to talk to you about the gospel of peace. And, and if, let, let, me run, let me run down just a, a, a little bit. Uh, for you some of the things that we've tried to use uh, for peace in our lives as of lately. We've, we've listened to all the mandates. We've listened to all the, all the things that we are supposed to do. Uh, we've, we've tried the different medicines. We've tried the dress code. We've tried staying apart. We've allowed them to take our businesses. We've allowed them to take our country. And we still don't have any more peace than when we started this stupid project. Do you, does anybody feel any safer than the way they was two years ago? Here's what I'm trying to tell the church. It don't work. The only thing that's going to give you and your family peace is the living word of God. And you need to make sure. Yeah, uh, and, and I'll tell you what, it'll keep you from, from being crazy too. I'll tell you that. I'm just throwing that in as a commentary. I know you guys are all sane, but what the heck. Um, we're going to get into some meaty things here, so be ready for this. And, and it has to do with prayer and being in the spirit and all this kind of stuff, so we're, we're getting there. Remember, it's, it says make sure that you have the shield of faith. So if you have faith, I have courage. And it's not silly courage or false courage. I have courage that this thing that God has put in me, he's going to back up if I go to pursue it. Amen. I mean, I don't, I don't just come out here and, and kind of, put something together and kind of shoot it out there and hope God blesses it. He won't bless something like that any more than he would in your life. You're going to go ahead and do this anyways, and hopefully you'll bless it. That's, that, that ain't right. God ain't going to bless that kind of a mess. God doesn't bless disobedience, does he, church? I don't think he does. Um, 
uh, and he says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. Obviously, the sword of the spirit is, is God's word. Um, so anywhere you go, you know you need to take um, your, the, the Bible with you at all times. And let me tell you something about a scheme um, that could happen to you because uh, raise your hand if you got the Bible on your phone. It's just everybody's got, you know, and, and it's, it's the most wonderful thing in the whole wide world. And I'm going to tell you about a scheme. Ask me, just say, tell me about a scheme. Uh, as soon as you get ready to click on your app because you and your wife are going to do a devotion, something will pop up before you click on your Bible. You ever, I know you guys don't do this, but you ever get ready to click on your Bible and because you're going to read your Bible or you're going to do a, uh, we're going to do a, a Bible study, but before I click on the Bible study, I have to see if one of the Kardashians got a new car or not. <laughs> Anybody get distracted before they go to click on their Bible? Good, nobody's raising their hand on that one. Those are the schemes that the devil tries to put in there. And you know what he's doing? He's talking to you. So as Christians, we're not led by our emotions anymore. We're led by the Spirit of God. So it ain't important uh, for me to click on anything before I click on the Bible. Boy, that's quiet, man. But I have to be driven by the Spirit of God because he'll tell me, I need to be first in your life before you click on that sale button. All somebody's got to do is tell you you can have 20% off and you're clicking on that joker. If you say true, I'll move on. Which is the word of God. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. Let me tell you what it's like to pray in the spirit. All right? Does that mean you need to speak? A lot of times people go, oh, when you're praying in the spirit, you have to, you better make sure you're praying in tongues. And if you're not praying in tongues, you're not praying in the spirit. And if, all these different things. Some of it's true, some of it isn't. Whether you speak in tongues, don't speak in tongues, that's between you and God. All right? Whether you speak in tongues, whether you don't speak in tongues, that's between you and God. When he's talking about praying in the spirit, he's talking about a connection, the spirit man that's living inside of you. When you get on your knees and you start praying to almighty God, there's a connection going on right there. There's a connection going on right there. And, and there's no interruptions there. That's me talking to God. When I get locked down and I get ready to pray between me and God, it's a perfect harmony. I can groan and God knows what I'm saying. I can say, oh God. Say it with me. I can say, oh God. I do it all the time. I can get on. Sometimes I don't, I can't even, watch this, I can't even muster up a prayer in the physical because sometimes I don't even have the strength. And some of you guys have been so sick, say that with me, so sick that you can't hardly muster up a prayer. But when you get on your knees and you say, oh God, he knows exactly what you need right then at that time. <clears throat> That's praying in the spirit. 
let's be honest, there's been some times as of late when you get on your knees and all we can do is just groan. God feels your woes and he feels your pain and he knows exactly what you and your family are going through. So don't try to manufacture something that's not right. Just get on your knees and ask God to to open up your heart so you can get that prayer going. Amen. He says, praying at all times in the spirit with prayer and supplication. To that end, be alert with all perseverance. Perseverance is persistent in doing something despite the difficulty. Some of the greatest things we'll ever do in our life are going to be extremely difficult. They may not even make sense. You know, it may be if you're a, a young person that's going to school. If it's, if it's working at a job, you may have to work at it a little harder or uh, for your boss to notice you. Or maybe you've been working at this job for umpteen years and they won't give you a raise or whatever and it's time for you to move on or do something or greener pastures or whatever. Some of the greatest things we'll ever do will be the most difficult things we've ever done before. Some of the greatest lessons we've ever learned, me and my wife, have been the most difficult and the most painful of all time. All time. If you want a great testimony, sometimes you gotta go through a lot of you gotta go through a lot of trials. So with all that being said, I would ask you to rise at this point. I just have a couple of verses here, and we're going to talk a little bit more about perseverance and being persistent. And I'm going to talk to you basically right here about your prayer life. I just talk to you about your prayer life. I'm not, I'm not really sure how everything's going in your prayer life, but here's how I started it at the, at the last service. I want to talk to a family, a certain family, and, and, and this will be rhetorical. So if it's so if it's you in, in your family, just, just let, it, let it soak in and then let it process. Put it in the crock pot there. I want you to be persistent. I want you to be persistent in your prayer life about that thing that's broken in your life. And it can be, uh, and Christy, you can go ahead and start back there. Sorry about that, guys. Got to fix this microphone. Um, perseverance, persistent in your prayer life. Let, let, let's. I'm going to use a couple examples, and as your heads bowed, and if and if it and if it uh, if it touches your life, then you can go ahead and just adopt it. There, it could be through your through your marriage, through a husband and a wife, or a wife and a husband, or whatever the case may be. Or maybe it's, it's, it's between you and your kids. Or maybe it's between you and your job. Or maybe it's between... There seems to be so many different things we can pray about nowadays. There's a lot of reasons why we shouldn't pray. We got really busy, God, and sorry. Persistent blows sorry out of the water. Watch this class. I'll just say this. Man up. We can't always be sucking our thumbs like a bunch of ninnies. And I always start this pretty much with the with the guys. Um maybe you're a daddy and you you blew it. Um 
God, God gave us as a man authority back in the garden. And if you don't like the arrangement, you take it up with God. Some people, they, they, they come, oh, I don't know if I like that. Well, I, I ain't nothing I can do about it. I can just preach about it. They get, they get all mad. Well, um, maybe it's your occupation. Some people don't even like their jobs. Or I want, I want you to be persistent, if you would, if you would, with me, please, be persistent about praying for our our first responders, our military, our police, and our teachers. I've had a meeting with with some of the, all all of those people I speak of. Man, they got a rough job out there right now, and that's real. That's real time. I'm not just grabbing something that's real time that's these are conversations I've had with some of those people here in the last couple of days and in one particular guy he said you he said if you really knew how rough it was out there he said you'd you'd take heed because things out there it's getting evil but the good news is we can still call on God are you hearing me over here? But wishing you prayed today and praying today is two different things. Today's the day, not only for salvation, but to rejoice about this day that the Lord has given us. So I'm going to ask you, you know, I'm just going to come out point blank. How's you and your family's lives doing today? Where's, it, where's the relationship at? Are you going to get the courage to, to pray for the spouse or pray for the child or pray for the work? Or are you going to be able to have the meeting with them? Are you going to, are you going to kick the can down the road a little bit more? Some of the best relationships happen because we're intentional about the difficult things. You're like, man, I, I, I don't want to have that conversation. But in order to get that relationship fixed, you know you got to have that conversation. Wouldn't you like to have a good marriage? Great marriage? Wouldn't you like to have a great relationship with your children? great relationship with your grandchildren I love that I love that when my family is around don't you don't you wish every day could be Christmas where your kids would come by and visit you and your grandkids why can't we live like that why can't we go after that why don't we pray like that So we're going to send up a prayer here for the, for the prodigal child that's not saved. We're going to pray for that child. And I want, you to, I want you to stand with me in this prayer. So here we go. 
lift your hands if you have that, that prodigal child, that one that needs to come back to the Lord. So, Father God, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus for that prodigal child, that one that's far off, Lord, maybe even acting like a fool. But we'd be a fool if we didn't pray for this child because you love this child and so does their mommy and daddy more than anything in the whole wide world. Lord, we pray that however you got to do it, that you bring them back to you. Lord, we pray that you break them down. We pray, Lord, that you wear them out so they can't run anymore. And Lord God, while we're at it, we pray for, we pray for that spouse. We pray for that husband. We pray for that wife who's a prodigal. We're persistent and we're courageous today, Father God. We pray for our nation. We pray for its workers. We pray for our military. We pray for our police officers. We pray for our teachers. Lord, we're going to get courageous and persistent about praying for your church. That it would come alive and take its rightful place in the community as a banner of love in a city on the hill. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.